Is work getting you down? Or do you love your job but want to hear all about the other 98% of the population who don't? Then hop on over to your favorite podcast app and give the Fuck My Work Life podcast a listen. Each week, J and K bring you a variety of workplace stories that will have you laughing even on your worst day. That's the Fuck My Work Life podcast. What's up, rewatchers? It's Dustin here to let you know that this show may feature strong or inappropriate language, so don't be blasting it over the speakers at school or at work or some other public place that has people with sticks at their butts, okay? I'm assuming if you're listening, you've at least watched the show or the episode we will be discussing. If not, just be warned, there are spoilers ahead. But really, it's your fault because these shows have been out for a while. Enjoy! I came home and shoved food in my face, and I feel okay. Shoved food in my face, <laughs> and I'm feeling okay. That's the theme song of my life. <laughs> yeah. Shoved food in my face, now I'm okay. No longer hungry. <laughs> Welcome to the Rewatch Recap, where it's the My So-Called Life Edition. We're on episode two, which is called Dancing in the Dark. And I'm here with Kay from the Fuck My Work Life podcast. How you doing, Kay? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay, Kay. I'm I'm doing all right. Just, you know, surviving the world. I still have like, I got, you know, sunburned not long ago and I still got like red spots. I just noticed in my ankle. I was like, why is this still so red? It's not peeling. (laughs) It's not hurting. It's just so red. And I don't know what the deal is, but I don't know. I'm I'm that way too. I'm like so white. I'm powder blue. So when the sun hits me, it's like (laughs) (laughs) burnt to a crisp instantly. (laughs) oh my goodness yes well at least in this show we're back at high school which is in the fall (laughs) Mm -hmm. i know it looks it looks so cozy (laughs) all the flannel so -hmm. much flannel i didn't realize how much flannel we we wore until i looked back at like some old videos and you know old pictures and whatnot i was like oh my god Mm -hmm. we had a lot of flannel i don't know what happened to that flannel disappeared off the face of the earth mid-90s it was all flannel all the time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all flannel all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, grunge, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and then it turned grunge turned into alternative. Yeah. I think. Because you mm-hmm. kind of, you know, grunge wasn't around as much. It was like, I think that's what that basically turned into. Yeah. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I digress, as usual. So, yeah, this episode's called Dancing in the Dark. And um, apparently it's like a very famous name title to use. Because I didn't know that. I knew of this episode oh. title, but mm-hmm. I, I wrote a poem for school, like in my 11th grade year. And my teacher like marked off points because my title wasn't original enough. Oh. I was so mad. Was it called Dancer in the Dark? <laughs> it was called Dancing in the Dark. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I, you know what, though? I've seen so many things named Dancing in the Dark since then. I was like, hey, so what? <laughs> they were all <laughs> stealing it from you. Yeah. <laughs> It was my title, man. But, you know, 
Um, did you ever write any bad poems like that? Oh, so many. I wish I had them. I listened to your episode recently where you were reading some of your old poetry. Oh, yeah. I, was like, I don't know where mine is, but it was like I thought I was so deep, you know, and I was like, oh, I'm – I'm really insightful, but it, then you go back and read it, and you're just like, you are yeah. so stupid. <laughs> and then the ones that you thought were stupid are actually the more insightful ones. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, I was actually kind of good when I wasn't really trying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Where are the Oreos? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't need to talk anymore about the poetry thing, because that's an episode coming up anyway. Totally right. forgot about that. So we'll get more into that later. So maybe try to find some of your poetry for that. If you can I, find some and we'll, we'll go to, it. I, I have more I could, I can share. So <laughs> we'll have to Excellent. do that for sure. Yeah. But yeah. So I wanted to also say the theme music at, at the beginning of every episode, the mm-hmm. dude who wrote it is named WG Snuffy Walden. Oh, okay. Like Snuffleupagus Snuffy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have a, what a name. I have a funny anecdote about the theme music. So in high school, I was in um, a dance production where like, y- you would get together with a bunch of dancers and we would choreograph routines and put together a show at the end of the year. And I choreographed a dance to the theme song of My So-Called Life. <laughs> and oh we were goodness. wearing flannel in the dance and it was all you know dramatic and amazing. So I just wanted to say that. <laughs> oh, man. Is there video? I want to see this. I think there is like because my dad's a videographer, so he videoed like all of my high school productions. So it exists somewhere in the world. <laughs> One day you're gonna have to find that puppy. I'm, I'm gonna see that. That's gonna be yeah. awesome. I'll, if I find it, I'll <laughs> share it with you. <laughs> well, since yeah, he worked on that theme, and he also worked on the music for a little show, The West Wing. Oh, so okay. there's a little connection there to was it President Bartlett? Um. I think this is his name, right? West Wing? I never watched West Wing. I think his name was Bartlett. I'm probably wrong to watch Martin Sheen. Anyway, so <laughs> this episode originally aired on September 1st, 1994. And I'm not going to be as detailed about these as this time around since we already got through the in- introductory pilot mm-hmm. episode. It won't be as long. Hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> exactly. Go now. Go. So, yeah, um, they don't do teasers at the beginning, like, of most dramas at this time. It was mainly just open up with a theme song and it's straight into the show. Like, they never did, like, oh. a little teaser scene. Like, nowadays, oh, yeah. they have, like, a recap, a teaser, then the credits, the opening credits, and then they go into the show. Yeah. And I thought that was really funny because they would show. The thing is, they would do this and they would just show the opening credits and then it would go straight to commercial. <laughs> and then it would come back from commercial and that's the beginning of the show. Oh, yeah. Huh. That's weird. <laughs> Isn't that weird to think about the way things mm-hmm. were back? You're like, why would you do that? Like, right. stupid. <laughs> they <laughs> never asked the younger places? generation. They never right? asked the younger generation the best way to do it because we mm-hmm. always figure it out. Yeah. So, yeah, the awesome theme music is, you know, what? <laughs> I wrote a note and I'm like, wait. <laughs> what did my note it mean? It opens with the awesome theme music that I wish would show up on Spotify. That's right. I can't find the oh. dang theme song. It's not on Spotify. It was on but the I soundtrack. Did... Yeah, I have the CD soundtrack, but yeah. I'm going to be able to just, you know, instantaneously, you know, I'm spoiled yeah. now. Spoiled. Right. Can't help it. Technology I don't even have a 
I don't even have a CD player anymore to play CDs. You don't have one like in your car, like the one that pops out? Like, Nope. I have one in mine. Mine's from 2015 though, but. No, huh. my car's a 2020. Like, a re- like I got a new car <laughs> a week before the world shut down for the pandemic. So that was good uh, timing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no CD player. Did you have um, like a Blu-ray player or anything? Nope. We have an you Xbox. Have bl- okay. That'll probably play it. It might. Yeah. Most but of the time no. they will. Guys, uh, let us know. Does it play <laughs> on the Xbox? <laughs> Get your CDs out. Pop them in. <laughs> let us know. We really want to know. So, yeah. This episode opens in class. And they're all watching a video about the solar system. And Angela ponders all the time she's been kissed three times. First, she says two. She's like, no, no, wait, three. Yeah, no, three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of them were those she never saw again. She never saw these guys ever again. So the first one was a counselor at YMCA camp. And it seems like he was kind of getting aggressive with it. But it's, it's, yeah. also, it's very obvious that he was like trying to make his girlfriend jealous. Because when she <laughs> saw it and walked off, he was like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Damn. Poor Angela. Anyway, I know, right? <laughs> Um, they did a good job of like making her hair look like it did in the pilot too, before yeah. she dyed it red, you know, mm-hmm. they had good wigs. Um, so then there was an usher at her mother's cousin's wedding in Milwaukee, her mother's cousin's wedding. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she later found out the guy only kissed her because he lost a bet. He had I been staring know. at her the whole freaking ceremony. And I'm like, you gosh, I hate boys. And they do this right? kind of shit. Makes me mad. So Stop sad. It, Stop it. I don't like it. <laughs> Oh, anyway, a guy on the beach last summer was the third one. It was on Labor Day, the day she swam out too far. She <laughs> nearly freaking drowned. That happened to me once, too. I didn't have a life vest, and I was oh, scuba, no. scuba diving. Mm-hmm. and uh, Not scuba diving, snorkeling. Um, I didn't have anything on. <laughs> no. Yeah. And, I'm like, and I started looking, and I looked up. I was looking at my friends, and they're right there. And then I kept looking and looking. And then I looked up again, and everybody was like the size of like of my fingernail. I was like, oh, my God, they're <gasps> so far away. I was so scared. I started to panic. Yeah. And then I started to panic. I almost drowned, but I, I made it out. That's terrifying. I know. My God, I was so scared. I was like, people have put me away, please. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you get like caught in a riptide or something? I guess. And I didn't realize it. Oh, my it God. Because it swept me the hell out there. But they're like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm coming. <sighs> but I made it up there. I was like, I don't ever want to do that again. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't take their life jackets. Everybody else did. I was like, oh, they're not taking it. Then I don't need to. And yeah, yeah I needed to. <laughs> I needed to so bad. Oh, well. Anyway, yeah, so she swam out too far, and she nearly drowned. And, you know, she says, that was the most exciting one, except it may not count as an actual kiss, since I was kind of unconscious. (laughs) And it was also just CPR. (laughs) Weep, womp, womp, womp. (laughs) Yeah. I know, I'm like, is that really a kiss, though? I mean... No, I don't think so. She really I don't think it counts because he was the hottest one. You know it, right? That's why because he was the hottest one. He was the lifeguard. Mm-hmm. It had to have been. So Angela's never actually had a boyfriend in real life, um, and then yeah, it's one of those things that never actually had a boyfriend. You're like, oh, and then she puts her hair behind her ear like she yeah. does. So dramatic. Uh, <laughs> she walks up to Rayanne and Ricky, who are talking about a girl named Dana. She gets a little too into it when Jordan walks by and she says, really, really? You think she silicones her lips? Really? 
<laughs> and Marianne like, looks at her and says, Angela, he's gone. You can talk like a normal person now. <laughs> oh, like my what? heart breaks for her constantly, you know. It's like, you have to somehow, <gasps> I don't know what it is when you have a crush and you want them to look at you, you have to seem like you're really happy in life. So everything mm-hmm. is exciting. Yep. There's something about we have to do that. Like, oh my God, say, act like I said something funny. Make me exciting or, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess, have I done that before? I don't know. I might have. I probably have. I'm sure I have. Oh my God. Yeah. Unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So yeah, she doesn't want to throw herself at him at Jordan Catalano and Rand's like people throwing themselves at each other is like the basis of civilization, which I've always <laughs> loved that little quote. Rayan has like the deepest insights that are like kind of like just messed up, but you're just like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that true. is honest. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, Angela just swoons and looks down the hall at J-Dog. <laughs> J-Dog. Um, <laughs> J-Dog. That's what he would be called like at least in the late 90s. Oh, hey, totally. J-Dog, you know, in biology, they're going to dissect a pig's heart. Did you have to dissect anything in high school growing up? I think we had like a cow's eye that we had to dissect, but I, I, I know, I feel like I sat that one out and I was like, I am not doing this. And they're like, okay, cool. We just did the typical frogs. Sorry, Jace, putting groceries away. I had to mute it for a second. Um, I feel like there was a point where frogs happened, but I was not, I was not involved with it. I don't know why. That one I was okay with, you know, I mean, I wasn't like cool with killing. I didn't kill the frog. The frog was already dead and it was just going to remain dead, you know, so I might as well use it for learn science. I just didn't like the, you know, idea that we had to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, I don't know. Can they not make models now that look almost the same? Right. Maybe you not know, in the 90s, but definitely now. Or like they should a computer. do those things like, is it cake or something? Right. And like. <laughs> you slice into the frog and it's cake. And you're like, oh, we can eat this one. Okay, guys. All right. Let's eat up and let's start looking at the hearts and the liver and the spleen of the others. <laughs> is it cake? Nope. Nope. Not cake. That's a real frog. You got to eat it, though. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'd be into my goodness. that. <laughs> So, um, in the middle of this, like the te- you know the teacher explaining what they're going to be doing with their pig's hearts, Sharon turns around and catches Brian longingly staring at Angela, his lab partner. Mm-hmm. Angela's kind of stuck in her own head, of course, as usual, just thinking about Jordan and whatnot. And I'm like, girl, you need a hobby. You need a hobby. Yeah. Um, do something else. But back home, the meantime, Patty is about to leave for work. So, like, a lot happens at school for the kids before the parents even leave for work. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> We've already had all these conversations. They're in the middle of class. I don't know. I just thought that was funny. It's like, man, time moves weird in this episode. I mm-hmm. thought. Graham tells Patty goodbye because, you know, he just says, all right, bye. And, yeah. you know, he's only going to see her in a few minutes anyway. And Patty kind of lays down a guilt trip for, like, you used to kiss me goodbye. You know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like. It doesn't have to mean anything. I'm like, it sounds like a 1950s sitcom. Like there needs to be the handing off of sack lunches involved, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's it's weird though. Like, you know, as a teenager, when the show came out, I identified with the teenagers of the show and rewatching it. It's like, oh, now I can like identify with like 
the relationship things that are going on with the parents and you're like oh yeah okay i know how that goes <laughs> you thought you might you kind of thought you understood like when you were a kid you know mm-hmm. and you're like no you don't understand until you've actually lived it then you're like oh this totally makes more sense yep <laughs> and it's better from a different spectrum now you know from a different angle mm-hmm. well so yeah graham takes the bait and he grabs patty for this like pretty passionate kiss it seems i'm like Graham's a hot dilf in this episode. Like, hello. <laughs> Always. <laughs> um, back in biology, Brian has now halved their pig heart. He's cut it in half. And, you know, Angela's disgusted at that. She's always kind of got this disgusted, like, thing whenever she's around Brian. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> God. Everything is just, uh, You made it worse. Then across campus, Jordan walks up to Rayanne, who's pounding her fist against a vending machine. She's like, bam, 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 bam. He's like, so how much money did you lose? She's like, oh, none. <laughs> like a boss. Yeah. <laughs> she just was a thing open. And then so she takes this opportunity to call Jordan to make a fake ID for Angela. She gives a long-winded excuse about not asking Tino because, you know, he does her a lot of favors already anyway. Mm-hmm. And Jordan wonders why Angela doesn't just ask him for the ID himself. So Rand like searches her scheming brain and says, well, because she's, uh, she's French. She's from <laughs> France. And, uh, he's like that girl I see you with all the time. Like Angela. Yeah. She's French. And he's, she's like, yep. Yep. And, um, <laughs> Rand says that Angela doesn't know certain words in English and she, so she gets embarrassed. So ridiculous. <laughs> I know. And so, you know, Rayanne says that Angela hasn't lived in France for years. She was born there, but raised here. And she assures him that she is a U.S. citizen. <laughs> He's like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. I'm like, wait, if she was raised here, shouldn't she know English a lot better? <laughs> yeah, like of all the weird excuses, look, I'm from France. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are from France. I am from France. That's like the hardest thing to like keep up the ruse <laughs> for two. I know, right? like she now she just has an accent or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, back in biology, I'm just like, how long is this class going on? <laughs> Forever. So like this whole Rayanne thing goes on. Um, you see, yeah, this whole exchange, and they go back to bio, and it's still going on. And Brian and like the others have their hands up to volunteer for extra credit and Rayanne and Ricky show up and like in the hallway and they're like, psst, psst, Hey, Angela, Angela. And so like, like they flag her out of class and she comes out of class and Brian lies for her to the teacher and says that, Oh, well she almost fainted. So she left <laughs> to go whatever. And of course make Sharon go make scoff and roll her eyes, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the teacher presses if Brian and Angela both have been working on this extra credit project. And he's like, yeah, I've been working out with it, you know, She's been working on it with me. I'm like, why are you lying? That's because so that's where Sharon later chews him out because he lets Angela take advantage of him, which she's not wrong, right? But he does. He also does this doormat thing, wanting to be taken advantage of by Angela. Like that's he kind of wants the situation to happen like that. Yeah, is easier, I guess. He's definitely enabling the behavior. (laughs) It's not healthy, Brian Krakow. It's not healthy at all. Poor Krakow. Oh, Krakow. <laughs> <laughs> In the bathroom after class, finally, after class, Angela is having that good panicky feeling after, you know, she finds out about Jordan. He's going to make her ID, mm-hmm. you know, 
And she's like, oh my gosh, she's like worried about it, but she's also like really excited about it. And you can really tell the excitement of like her crush entering her atmosphere, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's just, <laughs> you know, that feeling. Everybody knows mm-hmm. that feeling. You're just like, oh man, teen love or mm-hmm. crush or whatever. So yeah, they walk, they walk out of the bathroom. What's wrong? I was just going to say like your whole skin just like vibrates. Cause you're like, oh my God, this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love him so much. I wonder if he's thinking about me right now. I wish I could talk to him. <laughs> like those are back in the days when you had to wait for responses, guys. Right? So mm. You think it's like, oh my gosh, why am I not hearing anything back within like two minutes? You're like, no, we had to wait like hours at a time, like in between classes, to we like cross paths again, and they can yeah. share the note again. Right? They had to back. hand write the note out to send to you. <laughs> People would fold it in different ways and make it yep. like little arrows or little envelopes or. Other little animals or whatever you can think of. Oh, my gosh. That was always fun. And then trying to like, but if you didn't know how that was put together when you unravel it, and you're like, shit, I have to put this back. How do I do this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if it was what? really intricate. It was, it was very intricate origami shit. Yeah. yeah. It really was. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, we were kind of masters of origami in a way. Masters, <laughs> Definitely. I can still make the arrow. Can you? The, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I should do I a tutorial for these kids these days. I remember no, the envelope thing where it was like the triangle in the middle of the rectangle that you'd pull and the whole thing would open up, but I don't think I could make it again. <laughs> I wish I could. There wasn't one that was like wrap around and you tucked it in and I don't remember how mm-hmm. it worked, but it was really cool. Yep. I always liked those. But, oh, well, those days are gone. Oh, we'll, now it's we'll all text and digital. Yeah, I guess it's better for like the trees, but, you know. True. Very true. Yeah. So, okay, back to the story. So they walk out of the bathroom and Brian's like, hey, Angela, he calls for her, you know, and Angela like kind of looks over because Ricky and Rayanne are right behind her and Brian's right there. And she makes this good statement that I always liked because it's always felt very close to home. She says, what I like dread is when people who, you know, and completely different ways end up in the same area and you had to develop this combination you like on the spot. Mm-hmm. You know that feeling? You're like, oh, yeah. crap, they know me completely. Oh, man, how am I going to do this? <laughs> and they don't yeah. know. They know you in different ways. And I think that still rings true like throughout your entire life. <laughs> I think that feeling doesn't change. No, it doesn't. Especially mm-hmm. when you're like, see somebody out and about and you're like, I didn't know they were going to be here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. That sucks. God, I hate that. (laughs) Oh, man. I hate that feeling. Yep. So, yeah, Brian is so mad at himself for proving Sharon Chersky right that he basically demands in this whiny way that Angela should help him on the the volume meter, which is the extra credit science project. Mm -hmm. And Rayanne's like in the middle. She's like, he wants you to work on his apparatus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Rayanne's the best. You know, it's funny. I had a friend like the year after this, because the year after this was my freshman year of high school. And I had a friend, I can't remember her name. Maybe it was Teresa, maybe. And she kind of reminded me a lot of Rayanne. Just had that, you know, she was smart. You knew it, but at the Mm -hmm. same time, just did not apply herself. Yeah. Yeah. But just that quick wit, you know, that kind of like. um, She was kind of hippie-like and she had long hair. 
just having that like street smarts though, where like maybe you don't yeah. do good in school, but you kind of know what's going on in the world around you. Yeah, you had to you had to grow up at an early age type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh yeah. That's yeah, it was a fun time. But after hearing that Brian's parents are out of town, Rayanne makes Angela accept the invite so that Jordan can deliver her ID to her in private, basically, over there. So after school, the trio are finding out, they're figuring out a plan to um, go over to Brian's and get all this stuff done. They're over at Angela's house and they're raiding the fridge and whatnot, and they go upstairs. And as they walk upstairs, Patty comes home with her bestie, Camille, who's played by Mary Kay Place who I best knew from the big chill. Hmm. Um, yeah, she's been a lot of stuff, but like that, that's the first thing I always think of. Cause you know, it's funny. I don't even think I've even seen the big chill all the way through. Cause I was so young yeah. when it came out or actually it came out way before I've been this year before I was born, but we watched it on HBO at some point. The most I know about it is like, my parents always like to tell me, Hey, Kevin Costner, this is his first movie. You don't <laughs> see his face. You just, he's the corpse. You just see his forehead. I'm like, okay. okay Every great. time the movie comes <laughs> on, I'm like, you've been telling me this since I was like five. <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> I don't, don't care about his... Kevin Costner's forehead, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's his big acting debut is the, the <laughs> forehead of the freaking corpse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Check out the big chill. It's fun. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's like kind of sad reunion coming of age but later in life type of thing i don't know i don't think i've ever seen it it's yeah it's kind of dark (laughs) it's good but it's not like it's one of those dark comedy things you know where they're friends from back when it's like you know getting real with each other kind of stuff so Hmm. yeah you might like it i don't know i'll check it out I i need to watch the whole thing anyway i probably wouldn't like it my mom loves it but she loves that forehead Loves loves her some some <laughs> some <laughs> Kcos forehead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we'll be okay, everyone. We'll be all right. Don't worry. We'll be. Maybe. We'll get there. So yeah. So Camille, Mary Kay Place, um, is Sharon's mother and is gossiping about how Sharon and Angela had a falling out. And, you know, and Sharon confronted her in the bathroom. They had both. They both had a good cry and. And then Patty's like, really? Because she's like, doesn't know anything about this, about their friendship dissolving, nothing. And it kind of makes exactly. you feel bad for Patty. Like, she's I completely know, out yeah. of the loop. Meanwhile, Brian. Obnoxious. What'd you say? Patty's obnoxious. I wouldn't want to tell her anything either. <laughs> yeah. She's all up in everybody's biz. Oh, God. Yeah. She's okay. very controlling. That's why. She is. Yeah. Like, not understanding of, hey, you were a teenage girl once. Like, maybe take a little perspective. She's, like, just so uptight. But, yeah. She gets, like, those little moments where she's kind of like, I'm going to lay off a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every so often, you're like, okay, good. Yeah. Learn the lesson. You need to do that more often. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, meanwhile, Brian is rollerblading down the street and sees um, Sharon leaning up against the car outside because she's, like, refusing to go inside Angela's house because of their whole falling out. Now he's trying to make her eat crow and he's like, Hey, so like Angela, she's coming over tomorrow night and she's going to work on that project with me. And Sharon's like, so <laughs> she's unimpressed. <laughs> so what, you know, like shut up, crack out, leave me alone. And he's trying to be mm-hmm. like, you're like, Oh, Brian, stop, stop. You're reaching so bad. It's not good. 
Brian dries so hard with everyone. <laughs> yeah. And not in the best way at all. No. He's so dumb about it. So upstairs, Camille recalls the last time she and Patty stopped speaking as teenagers because Camille had told everyone that Patty made out with Mitchell Moscarelli behind the duck pond. But you (laughs) did make out with Mitchell Moscarelli. And she goes, but not behind the duck pond. (laughs) And I love that. That's great. But Mm -hmm. you did, but not behind the duck pond. So you lied. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, like, Patty takes this hard left with the conversation when she asks Camille if she could, you know, should I cut my hair short? You're like, what? What? Don't do um, it. Don't do it, Patty. <laughs> okay. Well, we see where, you know, your loyalties lie You, you look to the hair. <laughs> <laughs> so Angela's looking out the window in her bedroom and sees Sharon outside by the car. She's too engulfed in this plan that Rayhan's come up with, you know, with all this angst you know all this angst and excitement within her she doesn't even really mention anything about sharon poor ricky keeps saying things that are being brushed aside like the entire time like he says something and no one really pays he's kind of the danielle of their group a little bit yeah Um, kind (laughs) of he kind of you know i was like oh she has a danielle nowhere no matter where she goes no um so i was practically there from hearing it so many times that's one of those things he says and Mm -hmm. no one pays attention to him because she keeps repeating the same he's always there I was practically there from hearing it so many times. Rayanne swears that Jordan was semi-interested. Well, sign my ass up then. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> he sounded semi-interested. I'm like, oh, well, I just, you know, I've always wanted someone to be semi-interested in me. <laughs> Swoon. <laughs> oh, my God. Aww. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. So Angela laments, I have nothing else on my mind. How come I have to be the one sitting around analyzing him in this microscopic detail and he gets to be the one with like other things on his mind? And Ricky says, that was deep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it so much. (laughs) I know. That was deep. So deep. (laughs) So deep. So deep. Down the hall, Patty and Camille debate whether Patty will cut her hair short or not. Camille says men like long hair and for women to wear red. And then Patty retorts, yeah, but they don't like supposedly when you show up looking different. Don't they like it? That's what she says. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Don't they like when you look up, show up looking different? Patty then talks about things that she's read that suggest, you know, put rose petals on his pillow. Oh, let me just jump. Uh, let me just empty this kitty litter and I'll be right there with you. <laughs> Wear satin panties. Like my dry cleaning bill isn't frightening enough. <laughs> Force your husband into a car and don't tell him where you're going. I do that every other weekend. It's called visiting my parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Also, like. Who dry cleans their underwear? Is that a thing? It's satin, so I don't know if that's a, you know satin uh, panties. I guess I don't know. Yeah. I don't know I'm how not you... fancy. <laughs> I'd rather... If you don't know, it's like here, pay somebody to do it because they know. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably what it is. But can you imagine? Like, I need to get these cleaned again. <laughs> Ew, no, Mm-mm. no, no, thank no you. No one needs to be handling my drawers. <laughs> So this is where Camille suggests that, you know, maybe you guys should try ballroom dancing because it's worked for me and my husband, right? Mm-hmm. So it jumps to later that night at dinner. Uncle Neil has joined them. 
and eggs Angela on making jokes about the ballroom dancing. Mm-hmm. Like, it just sounds made up, like a fake activity you would go do, you know? <laughs> and Patty's like, uh, you know what? I'm also thinking about cutting my hair short. That's when both the girls are like, no, mom, don't. You're so pretty. Keep your hair like that. Don't do that. Like, they don't want her to change anything about herself. And then Patty asks Graham's opinion. He says, short like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I missed that. Okay. <laughs> to which Patty says, people should stop judging Hillary by her hair. <laughs> and her pantsuits. No, wait, wait. Graham says he thinks Hillary looks great and asks Neil, don't you think Hillary Clinton looks great? And Neil says, I think she should wear more red. Boom. Ah, callback. Just a little reference there. And Neil is Graham's brother, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. He's kind of a troublemaker, but outside, Graham is seeing Neil off and they're at his car and they're, you know he's talking about his recent breakup. Neil envies Graham's marriage to Patty. They are the happiest couple he knows. That's what he's thinking. I'm like, this feels very like it's a wonderful life. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? The struggle he has. Mm -hmm. And this makes, you know, Graham feel bad. And he comes inside to ask Patty to go ballroom dancing. He's like, all right, let's try that ballroom dancing. He's like, really? Yes, yes. And he doesn't want to talk anymore about it. Yeah. You know, just as she was telling Angela no for doing the project with Brian tomorrow night, even though she'll be directly across the street. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, you know him. I'll be right there. It's not like he can't find me. Right. I didn't understand that at all. But, you know, I think Patty just likes to have dominance over somebody when she doesn't get her way. She likes to say no immediately. Yeah. Later that night, she um, Angela overhears Patty and Graham planning for ballroom dancing. And apparently Patty has changed her mind about Angela going to Brian's. She also thinks that Brian must have the hots for Brian. Angela must have the hots for Brian Krakow. And then like, you can just see like Claire Dane's cringe face. Like, Oh God, no. Ew. (laughs) No. (laughs) The next thing that happens is showing how elated Patty is that she's going to go out ballroom dancing she starts dancing out in the hallway humming and grabs angela and starts dancing around and danielle's like stop mom stop she goes that's right i can't sing i can't dance amish mom and <laughs> angela gets the definite yes to go work over at brian's the next night so uh patty again asks angela her advice you know about her haircut she was like just pretend i'm not your mom she goes mom i can't do that you know i can't do that and walks off and which is kind of cute, but at the same time, just help your mom. She wants your honest opinion. Uh, yeah. Like, whatever. The next day, Angela is obsessing over Jordan, giving herself little kisses in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just like uh, rubbing her face. She doesn't even really look like <laughs> real kisses. She's almost just like rubbing her face up yeah. against her own face. And only to see Danielle watching her from behind. And then Danielle just runs off, and I'm like, I would have snapped at her so much. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell are you doing in my room? <laughs> you Danielle's just, wa- just let like, your little sister watch out with your reflection. Yeah. Watch Danielle's out. Daniel's like, look, look at this idiot. What is she doing? Oh. <laughs> 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 <sighs> so Angela goes to Brian Krakow's and we find out how they used to be good friends when they were younger. And his house hasn't changed. Like, even the smell, she says, is the same. And it's sort of reassuring. And annoying. 
You ha- yeah, you have one of those people like that. Like you didn't see them for years and you went over to their house again. You're like, nothing's really changed here. Not so much a house, but just a friend where you don't talk for years and you talk again and it's like no time has passed. And you're just like, oh, you're like just the person is is like familiar and comforting. Yeah, it, but there is something comforting like you walk in and you're like, oh, my gosh, this has not changed much from when we were kids or whatever, you know, and you're like, oh. This yeah. is nice. It's I comfort. I had that. Like even my dad's house, who's he still lives where he lived for most of my childhood, but they've changed it so much that going there, it's like, like it's the same house, but it's not the, the same, you know? Yeah. My dad still lives in my childhood home and it looks completely different now. I'm like, oh, uh, but still, it's yeah. still, the, everything's still the same size. The room's still the same size. The bathroom, he has not changed the bathroom since the seventies when it was built. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's got like this, you know, that puke green tile. Ooh. Everything. Yeah. yeah. And it's still, it's clean. It's nice. It's, you know, still been taken care of. There's no cracks in it or anything. Like it's perfect, but it's ugly. And yeah. in his bathroom, he's got that, like that puke yellow or that pea yellow tile. It's mm-hmm. like, it's really bad. But everything else is updated. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. It's very weird going, going back in time. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, okay, so yeah, she tells him that Brian and Ricky are going to come over, and she's they're going to bring her something. And Brian is instantly gutted with disappointment. He's like, "I knew you wouldn't be that much help." And you're like, "Oh, he's like everything he does is a ploy to get out, be alone with Angela." I know. The whole thing. <laughs> it's not really thought out very well, considering he's so smart. You would think he'd be better at this, but whatever. But he's a teenage boy. He's really only thinking with one thing. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, elsewhere, Graham shows up for ballroom dancing and Patty walks in from behind him, sprouting a whole new do, which is kind of like a um, pixie cut, I guess, in a way. A little Mary Martin from Peter Pan type Mm -hmm. cut, you know. It doesn't look bad. I think she looks good in it. It, it. At least it fits her face, you know. It does. It does fit her face. I mean, I guess it was a good style for the '90s, but I'm like, she could have gone short with a better style. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Well, I mean, for 1994, it's kind of a classic look for now. It doesn't look that bad now, you know. Yeah. But you can look at her hair before that, and you're like, yeah, that's that's '90s. That's late '80s, yeah. early '90s, right there. Before she got a cut. And the funny thing is, she's wearing a red dress. Mm-hmm. Which, hello, wearing red. Graham is like astonished. But the only thing he can say is, oh, wow, it's short. And she goes, that's it? And he goes, well, it shows your ears more. Oh, ouch. And I'm like, oh, Patty's stomach just like fell. Like, oh, you know. Yeah. It shows her ears more. That's, wow. Anyway. So Jordan, Rayanne, and Ricky show up at Brian's, and as the other two go to get Angela, Rayanne tries to ensure Jordan that he stays there and tells him, hey, Tino's on his way because he has to talk to you about something. And Jordan wants to know if it's about their upcoming band, Frozen Embryos, <laughs> which I still love the, the name of that band. It's a good name. <laughs> it is. Frozen Embryos. It's perfect. It's, it's classic now. It's perfect. So, you know, it's all this band he might form, you know. And um, he lights a cigarette as they run off. And I don't know why I didn't notice how much he smoked back then. I guess until I, st- until I actually stopped smoking. Yeah. 
I'm like, wow, it's more noticeable now. It's a lot for a high school kid. I know. Well, he was let back twice, so. Oh, that's true. He should have been in college. <laughs> should have been in college by now. So at the dance class, Graham and Patty are not finding the rhythm dancing. It just kind of jumps into that. Mm-hmm. Not much to say there. But back at Brian's, Rayanne asked Brian to leave the room, which I'm on his side. You don't come into my house and tell me to leave the room. Like, you go walk into another room. <laughs> don't tell me to leave the kitchen. So rude. Hey, can you so get out of your rude. own house? You know, Angela kind of gives him this half apology as she's like whisked away into another room. Uh, back at the dance class, Patty and Graham are still having trouble dancing. And the instructor assures them that it takes time to learn like this old, older, lively couple that's really got it together. She's like, no, no, they had their freebie class too once. It takes time. You yeah. know, she's really, really kind of, she talks like this. Mm-hmm. Like she's reading the freaking Red Shoe Diaries or some crap. <laughs> so soothing. It mm-hmm. is. Hmm. That jazz music. Anyway. Um, so meanwhile, Ray Ann is asking Brian, you know, when she left him, asked him to leave the room. And uh, they end up leaving the room. And Angela keeps stalling with the Jordan situation. She's talking to herself or talking herself out of it because what if the fantasy is better? I mean, it always is. The fantasy it is always, always is. Yeah. Yep. And Ricky agrees, but then Rayanne says, well, that's bull because you, you want Jordan and you need to go get him. And Ricky's like, well, yeah, that's true too. You need to do that. You know, <laughs> I mean, he's just so agreeable. We oh. love Ricky. So the dance instructor gives Patty and Graham her assessment. They should join a group class and dance with others. Patty doesn't want to do that, but Graham is open to the idea. And this is just one big metaphor for swinging, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's also a, just a, big red flag where Patty's like, no, I want to do this because I want to make it work with you. And he's like, what else is out there? <laughs> what, can, what, can, what can I get my hands on? <laughs> so yeah. sad. She's like, yeah, she gets pretty miffed because of course, Graham is just dying to dance with others. And before they can get into a fight, this like sex therapist or dance instructor or whatever the hell she is, talks them down in a calm way while also putting them to dance positions with each other. And the saxophone is making its way in the background. You know, it's very like, you know, like I said, very red shoe. Um, Mm -hmm. The instructor's voice seems to be also narrating Angela as she's walking outside to meet up with Jordan. And this one part, she's like walking down the steps and says, don't look down. And then she pops her head back and looks straight ahead or you'll lose your footing. And <laughs> then later on, she goes, look into your partner's eyes and remember to smile. And that's when she bends down and smiles right at Jordan mm-hmm. right before it went to the commercial break. It's like, oh, I like that. I just kind of like how they did that. Mm-hmm. Angela then gets into Jordan's car nervously as Rayanne and Ricky raid Brian's fridge and bug <laughs> Brian about the volume meter. You can't really tell them about much. You're like, what's, what's the purpose? He was like, it's, it's for extra credit. Yeah, <laughs> no. You can't figure out the purpose. It's like a poor mouse in some weird contraption, right? I know. I'm like, what are you doing to this mouse? <laughs> what is happening? <sighs> so meanwhile, Jordan hands Angela the ID. And then she's like, oh, wow, this looks really neat. And he just basically pounces on her with a kiss that she respectfully pushes him off. She's like, stop it. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, it's fine. Don't worry. And then, like, he does it again. 
Yeah. And she's like, get off of me. She kicks him off that time, which, I mean, you got to hand it to Angela. She's like, no, and I'm using force <laughs> if I have to. Yeah, like, good for her because this is all she's ever wanted to happen. But now he's being a total piece of shit. And she's like, uh, no, not like this. Like, I yeah. was like, yeah, Angela. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you have to work up to that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I love when she says, I don't open that wide at the dentist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and he's just so fucking clueless. Like, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> and he's like, how old are you? And she says, I'm 15. He goes, will you act younger? What? Fuck and I'm like, you. <laughs> then she starts going, listen here, you don't know me well enough to know how old I seem. And then he jumps in, well, you talk a lot. And she says, I've only said like eight sentences to you in my entire life. (laughs) I give her so much props for not just like crumbling like a little delicate flower in front of like this like fantasy guy she's been working up in her head. She's like standing her ground. which I was just like, yeah, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like how she like springs back this whole time. She's been kind of shy and whatnot. But then when this happens, she's like, no, not okay. Boom. Courage. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Finally. And what she's saying to him is like she's showing that she's a smart, independent thinker. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't do this crap just because. But so then he's like trying to turn it around and he sighs and he just says his whole day has basically been horrible. I'm like, well, so that means you get to attack women. I don't get it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, And then like they just sit there in silence and then she can't help but fixate on how his sleeve is touching her arm. And then he's (laughs) leaning back. He's doing that famous lean. Mm -hmm. He leans back with his eyes closed. And then he looks over at her and she's totally all for it now. And she's like, oh, yeah, this would be the moment. This is the moment right here. You can kiss me now. This this works. However, he leans over and opens the door for her to get out. Yeah. She's now disappointed. She's like, I could have killed him. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, boys. Boys. Yep. Boys. Mm-mm. Across the street, Patty and Graham come home from Neil's, you know, excuse me, come home to Neil's talkative self. And the first thing he says when he sees Patty is, whoa, what'd you do to your hair? Oh, God. <laughs> Shut up, Neil. Oh, my God. She's, like, not having it. She just gives this look. She's so pissed off about the whole night in general. And she's just like, no, no. And she walks upstairs in silence. And so Graham gets Neil to lay off a of Patty and confesses to Neil that he met a girl. Like, he, they go outside. And he met a girl. And... It was a client at their print shop. I'm like, that's a little too close to home, buddy. She knows where you work. Like, no. And so he basically started having this emotional affair with this girl. In a way, like they could talk and he was looking forward to talking to her and, you know, and then they were going to go and hit it up at a motel the next day. Uh They haven't done anything other than talking at this point. So he's like, what should I do? He's asking Neil, what should you do? And, you know, well, Neil's like, well, you really haven't technically done anything wrong, like as far as like physical, which, and he's like, so you're already acting weird. Like you're going out dancing. Like, (laughs) what's this about? You know? Yeah. So you're already kind of showing that something's up and it's bothering you a lot. Right. So meanwhile, outside, Brian comes out of his house to find Angela sitting there. She gets up and goes past him into the house, like just not you know, talking to him really. 
and Brian finds her new fake ID on the ground just as Jordan pulls back up to ask if Tino showed up. And Brian's like, no. And and then um, Brian asks about why Angela's ID was showing she was born yesterday. <laughs> Shouldn't see this proof she's 21? He's like, yeah. He's like, well, this says she was born yesterday. I mean, it does kind of sound like a metaphor for how gu- gullible she can be. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Or he, how he thinks she should be. She's born yesterday. <laughs> yeah. You know. How old are you? <laughs> right. You act younger. Like, shut up, Jordan. <sighs> Jordan's the worst. No, he's horrible. I don't care about any of his little struggles we, fear, we hear about coming up, but he's still, he's still like, what? Come on, Jordan. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so he asks why Brian is even there. And Brian's like, well, this is my house where I live. <laughs> I love that. Why are you here? Um, Why are you here? I, I live, live here. here. <laughs> Jordan asks if Angela is really from France, and then Brian just laughs at him. Wee <laughs> wee. <laughs> Upstairs in the Chase house, Patty starts to chew Graham out about how, you know, why did you say it shows my ears more? <laughs> Which, I mean, come on. That was kind of a shitty thing. thing. Like, I can see your ears. <laughs> what? That's all you have to say? Say it looks good. Just say it looks good. That's all you do. It's not hard. Yeah. Keep it simple. Not, yeah. Keep it positive. <laughs> looks really good. Love that style on you. Not hard. But yeah, so Graham's like, he feels so much pressure to compliment her all the time. And I'm like, oh, boo freaking who? I mean, if you and just dr- did it occasionally... You wouldn't feel the pressure to do it all the time. Just exactly. <laughs> Make it notable, like, hello, my beautiful wife. Anything like that. Small little things. Yep. You know, and then randomly say, hey, I like those shoes. Or, hey, you know, those earrings look really good. And just randomly. You don't yep. even have to really think about it. Just do it. It's not yep. hard. It's not hard. That is your tip from us today on the My So-Called Life re- Rewatch Recap. <laughs> Relationship tips for you. It's very just easy. Say it. Just say it. <laughs> do it. It helps a lot. You don't understand. Yeah. So Patty's worried that they're drifting apart. She was like, how can we have been together for so long and we can't even dance together? Right? She's feeling insecure. And he says, because we have been together for so long. Oh, oh hurt. Like, I know. I'm like, what? And she's like, ah. Oh. She like waves her arms and she accidentally breaks this little Cinderella statue that she and Camille were looking at earlier. Graham goes over and she's crying. She's picking up the statue and he's like, he's like, why don't you dance with me? She goes, but we don't know how. And he's like, we know how. I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. He's not talking about. Horizontal mambo. Yeah. He's not talking about dancing, dancing. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> it's called the squelchy squelchy. <laughs> don't joke. Don't joke. The squelchy squelchy. <laughs> So then Brian walks in on, in his into his house on Angela cleaning the dishes in his sink. Like she's at least cleaning up after Rand and Ricky. She stops and says, you know, I'm not going to take credit for the extra credit. And he hands her ID to her and she smiles and leaves. After coitus, Patty and Graham have a meaningful conversation about dance, uh, you know, like what you how you would dance back in high school. She goes, well, did, why did we dance so far apart? <laughs> And, you know, she, they're talking, she's having, she feels great, whatever. She's having, you know, you know, post-sex, mm-hmm. I don't know, what, what would you call that? A surge of um, serotonin? 
I think, yeah, I think serotonin. serotonin and just, you know, like her and Graham haven't been connecting for a while. So she's probably like, oh, there's still hope for us. You know, we right. can still connect on this level. And poor Graham's right behind her just has this guilty face. He's like, mm, what am I going to do? Uh-huh. So okay, Angela comes into the house. And as she does, she and she's looking through the fridge, Graham walks downstairs and he's getting some juice. He then warms up some spaghetti and they both eat it. Um, and they're talking about Brian Krakow. And he asks if she's dating him and she's embarrassed. She says, no, we're just hanging out like people do. They hang out sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just being people. Yeah. And it's very weird. But And then he asks, well, was there somebody else there that she liked? And she's thinking, it's so strange how parents can out of nowhere turn psychic. It's unnerving. <laughs> uh, Graham explains that boys can sometimes not know how to be what you want for them. It's hard to know how to be a man. And he's not wrong. It's very hard. When you're not taught right anyway. Yeah. That's when Patty comes down and shows off her new hairdo to Angela. She goes, it really shows off my ears more, don't you think? <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, Patty. good. Now she's joking about it. She's like, it's only taken a few hours. She just needs that big O. I just needed a <laughs> hot vitamin D injection. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so she tells Angela, go to bed. It's late. You know, and Angela, you know, after Angela walks upstairs, Graham picks up the phone from the hall and walks around to the kitchen with it. And he's calling the woman that he had been flirting with. And he's like, I can't do this. I can't, you know, I have a family. I can't do this. I'm very sorry. You know, and he's talking. And that's when Angela's coming downstairs and she hears him in this whispery conversation. And he's like, no, I'm sorry. We can't do this. Whatever. And he hangs up. And as soon as he hangs up, he turns and sees Angela there looking at him. And he doesn't say a thing. But he's like, well, you're going to have a hard time getting up in the morning. You better go to bed. And she's just going in there. She's what just happened? She's still kind of confused and surprised. And. She walks into the kitchen and grabs her fake ID while also thinking about what she just saw. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. That is the end of my so-called life dancing in the dark. So, yeah, it's very, it sets up a lot. The second episode, Mm -hmm. you don't realize it does, but it really does. It sets up some character development and possible storylines of what's going to happen. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's still, you know, oh, poor little Danielle wasn't featured as much in this one. She just kind of <laughs> had like a small little scene. But I think coming up, there's some good Danielle moments, which I love that. Her Danielle yeah. moment. Danielle moments. They're Looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about this one as far as like on the scale of my so-called life episodes that you like? I mean, I think it was good because I, I feel like the pilot was just touching on little things here and there to kind of establish everyone where this one was going a little bit deeper into each character a little more. So I liked, like you said, I liked how it was setting it up for things to come in the season. Um, I think there, I feel like even though there's all this stuff going on with Angela and Jordan, I feel like this one is way more focused on Graham and um, Patty, yeah. you know, kind of setting up, that whole situation which like i said as a woman in her 40s now like i relate to a lot more than like teenage angst like 
I know. Like, <laughs> like I, I can hope. remember those teenage feelings and feeling that way. But now it's like, oh, I know how these parents feel now too, being in like more adult relationship <laughs> situations. Yeah. And you know, and it lets you see the human side of the parent at the same time. Because before we saw one little glimpse yeah, and uh, uh, you know, our parents were talking to each other, but it was really short scene. They're talking about her, you know, that's what parents would talk about. And then you see at the end of the pilot, you know, the dad is obviously talking to the woman around the yeah. corner, saying, you know, something like, "Maybe you can't come to my house. You can't do it." You know, <laughs> he's probably yeah. saying something like that, or I don't know, because it looks like they were having a deep conversation then too. So it's like this one just kind of reiterated what was going on with the dad. Something mm-hmm. else was happening, and at least he explained some of it. You yeah. know. Um, so it's definitely interesting where it goes from here. Yeah. Yeah. And it just shows like Jordan's a piece of shit. (laughs) No. Yes, it does. For sure. Oh God. I was so in love with him as a teenager and like looking at it now, I was like, God, he was a piece of shit. (laughs) I mean, even the character, it was like, oh, he's cute. But oh my God, you're a horrible person. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, you know, at least it was fiction. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he wasn't yeah. a real boyfriend. That's right. He was our fictional <laughs> boyfriend. Yeah. And on that note, we'll say goodbye for this episode of the Rewatch Recap. Okay. You can find her on Fuck My Work Life the podcast. Talk about everything you would say F My Work Life about. <laughs> Basically. Everything you would say that about, that's what you talk about. It has to do with your work life and uh, good and bad jobs and all the cool mm-hmm. jobs. I like all the cool jobs. Like those ones you say, the odd jobs, mm-hmm. you know, I love those. I love hearing those. It's like, Oh, I want that job. That sounds fun. Yeah. You know, some of yeah. them, not all of them, but yeah. Like the know. weirdest jobs by state. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. Hmm, hmm, that sounds interesting. <laughs> Didn't know <laughs> that was a thing. Very, I know. Yeah. Very. What was it? Like uh, checking the sex of chickens and stuff. Yeah. One of them. Yeah. And chicken you know. sexer. Like, yeah. How the was... chicken sexer. How is that a full-time job? Is it a full-time job? <laughs> like, and do all they do is like blow on them to see if they see something <laughs> I don't know. in their little fur? Is it directly Ooh. after they're born they have to sex them? That sounds bad. <laughs> they're going to have to sex these chickens. <laughs> yeah. Put on a little color me bad and sex some chickens. <laughs> TikTok, you don't stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay now we're really showing her age so come back <laughs> next week and listen to episode three which is going to be a really shaky topic but we hope it turns out well it's mm-hmm. about a uh, gun showing up in the school so we're gonna talk about that maybe get a little serious hopefully not too much but you know we'll see anyway um we're glad you can join us the rewatch recap was brought to you by me, Dustin Holden. You can find the show on Instagram at the rewatch recap, or you can find me on Twitter or TikTok at Dustin underscore Holden. Find me there for my weird ass sense of humor amongst other silly things related to my other show. Dustin can read and watch. Speaking of which, my email is the same as the other show. You can reach me at Dustin can read pod at gmail.com. So have a good day, everybody. And see you next time. Bye.